is good. It's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and welcome if this is your first time to Bobo's Block, and if this is your third, 15th, 15th, 17th, whatever time, whatever, does, it's good to see you again. I'm glad that you guys have joined me again for this weekly block party that I have every time I step behind the mic, and it is another week, and I want to say a happy belated, happy Valentine's Day. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Hope you guys had, like, some fun with your significant other, if you don't have a significant other. Hope we just got to relax and chill. I um, I'm in a weird headspace. There's a lot going on over here in my in my um little bubble, and just got a lot that I'm dealing with. So we're gonna go into another episode of Bobo's Block. Gonna probably talk with you guys in a little update or whatever, and then I'm gonna go around the net to where we can talk a lot, a lot of stuff has happened this week. Um, so yeah, so let's go ahead and start it off with the update. So. Like I said, um, just not in the best headspace. There's a lot of personal stuff going on, um, and it's <laughs> really getting to me. So check it up on your family neighborhood nerd. Um, hit me up, ask me anything that doesn't pertain to work or something like that, because I'm probably diving deep head first into work. So like, just try to distract me if you can. So thank you guys for tuning in and hearing my babbles. Um, but yeah, hit me up either in my DMs at BoboFNN on Twitter or Instagram, or just like I said, um leave a comment below or something like that man um you guys really keep me going i really thank you guys all out there who are all listening i check the um check the stats for this kind of like daily and i check it like weekly to see where you all are listening from and where you guys are are tuning in um to me at or how you're tuning in either like spotify itunes um podomatic on here from the direct link rss feed but yeah i really appreciate every listen every like every comment and everything that you guys tell me thank you so very much for interacting with me on this show and i said it's not the best week but we're still pushing we're still here so yeah let's get into it so um a little bit on that update uh but i am letting you guys know that i have been officially announced i am going to be in action this week down at pro wrestling vision in orlando you guys can check out bobby ledger um you can check out their twitch i'll leave a link below to their twitch so you guys can tune in with me on thursday um show starts at 7 30 that's bell time and we will be getting down to the nitty-gritty so of course Definitely hit up Pro Wrestling Visions. They have a lot of good stuff going on down there. And if you actually want to become a wrestler, go ahead and hit up the um, Instagram page. And then I bet we can find a spot for you in the classes, okay? But, yeah. <sighs> um, Wow. I'm trying to think. Like, any other updates or anything coming up with me? I don't really know. Like, say, it's just, it's just a lot of a lot of my head's really fuzzy or whatever right now. So, yeah. So, um, I want you to, again... Let you guys know if you want to hit, come up and hit up us for wrestling. Definitely hit me up or hit up Pro Wrestling Visions. But yeah, I think with that, we will start our Around the Net. And oh, like I told you, we have a jam packed um, docket today for this one. So let's go ahead and get it out the way. Let's pop the champagne, get it celebrating because we got a bigot about it out of the Star Wars universe, and I'm happy. Um. <laughs> Gina Carrero, Car- Carano, Carrero, I don't know, Pasta, Car- uh, whatever. Gina, D- um, Dana Carr, or whatever her character name was. Like, I- I've given so much little energy to her. I'm so happy that this is happening, whatever. But I will call her what my homegirl, Fantastic Frankie, the fanboy fighter, calls her Mrs. Poopy Butthead. <laughs> she has been dismissed from Disney. Lucas Films and her agency 
Um, if you don't know, um, Gina Carano was really out here spitting some controversial and like problematic shit, and she was just on Twitter, just blah 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 blah, and like yeah, she um got the attention of the mouse, and the mouse was like, whoa, no, and. <laughs> Yeah, she's up out of there. Disney released an official statement that she has been um, dismissed from her character and her um, deal with Disney, Lucasfilms, and the Star Wars universe. So, yeah, um, I'm I'm okay with Cardu not being in it anymore. She really wasn't a pivotal character to me. They tried to force her as like, oh, just a strong like character, but like after you see who the person behind it, you kind of don't want to root for this woman at all. Like, honestly, don't want to root for this woman. Um, she's still getting, um, love, especially from the right wing nutball conservatives and stuff. And like other people are trying to pick her up and, and like, Oh, well I'm, she's like, I have a freer voice now. And uh, girl, you dropped a multi-million dollar bag. Don't try to, don't try to see that you, you, you're, Oh, I'm winning now. Like, girl, you fucked up and you know, you did. It's lovely when people are actually held accountable for the things that they say and do on the internet and how they move all shifty and fucked up ways. She was very transphobic, very homophobic, and she was very off the walls with some of the comments that she made. So I'm very happy to see that Disney did the right thing and removed her from the universe and removed her from the fandom. So that is one good sparkling bit that has happened this week. Also, (laughs) if you thought I was done with the Mandalorian news, I'm not. uh, Well, not really Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal, the Mando himself, he actually got casted in another film. Like, honestly, shout-outs to Pedro Pascal and fucking Keanu Reeves. They are everywhere. Every fucking where. And I love it. I, I just love these two actors, man. Like, and I'm not going to be upset that <laughs> that they just keep getting casted in things. Because they're really good-ass actors. Like, Pedro Pascal has been the Mandalorian. He's been um, also the main antagonist, uh, Max Max Gold in um, Wonder Woman. Sorry, Max Power, I believe. Yeah, Max Power in um, Wonder Woman in 1984. He was literally the best part to me of that movie. And we have a lot that he can do in range-wise. Like, he's a really good actor. But he and Bella Ramsey, who are two Game of Thrones alum, they are casted together as the the two-head protagonists in the Last of Us series. So they will be Joel, and they will will, be... Pedro Pascal has been casted as Joel, and Bella Ramsey has been casted as the... um, the, I don't know why. Spacing, again, like... My head's really foggy, but yeah, they'll be the main characters in the Last of Us series. I, 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 <laughs> I, I know. Again, I'm like kind of like speed talking and rushing and stuff, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see that series come together. Um, I'm, t- I'm still like in my head, like what is this girl? Name? I want to say Billy, but I don't think it's Billy. <sighs> It'll come to me, and I'm going to be. I'm really upset that I couldn't get it at this point. But you guys know who the main characters of Last of Us are. I'm just having a, a mental moment right now, so yeah, apologies. So, moving forward into the docket on here, we got a new look at Jared Leto's Joker. Jer- Jared Leto is coming back for the Snyder Cut, and it's a more raunchy, like gritty, dark dystopian type feel and i think he's going to be going into that dark universe type thing um that they're doing with batman and and superman like black suit superman and shit so i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i don't care but i i still can't wait to see it like i'm 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 still like a movie fan so this is gonna be interesting to see what direction um 
Zack Snyder would have taken Jared Leto's Joker the way away from what Josh Whedon, who we'll get into him later on, did. So we're <laughs> we're we're also getting news that Snyder Cut will be um, adding in a ten minute intermission, and it's um, after Valentine's Day. So you guys should have already seen the trailer. I'm recording this before. So um just going to be like, oh, my God, it was great. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be lit. So I, was, I can't wait to see the Snyder Cut when it comes out of March. I will be taking bathroom breaks, even though I know the movie buff in me is like, no, sit and watch it. Sit and watch it. Like, <laughs> it's going to be a minute, dog. It's like a four-hour fucking movie. Goddamn. <sighs> All right. Moving forward, uh, we are going into more movie news. So, this week we got the announcement that there's going to be a Mr. and Mrs. Smith reboot. Ooh, yeah, the Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt classic movie is going to be turned into a reboot from Amazon Studios. And they announced as well the two starring actors in this. It's going to be one Mr. Donald Glover and also Phoebe Waller-Bridge. These two are really good actors in this, like, like just by themselves. I love all of Donald Glover's work. I love him as Childish Gambino. I love him as Donald Glover as a person. But, like, we haven't seen these two work together since Solo, a Star Wars movie, or Star Wars story. And they are really good. Like, they bounce really well off of each other. Like, Donald has un undeniable charisma and swag so he can kind of make it work with anybody but i really want to see how him and phoebe are going to do and i haven't seen donald do a spy movie yet so this is going to be okay i'm feeling it i'm feeling it mr mr glover is out here stretching them chopping him acting chops i'm really excited to see what comes from this i don't know if it's going to be a movie or is this going to be a series because amazon studios um has really been known for a lot of great series but they're now stepping up a lot of great movies um there was a great movie that i watched from amazon and it was like i can't remember the name of it right now but it was like like an old school sci-fi type feels about these people who were who were like on the radio and they found like talk like how was it? it was like messages from space and stuff it was really cool it was really weird very interesting and like you guys should check it out i will, I will come back to me in, in another episode i bet and i'll be like oh that was the name of the movie here's what you gotta go see or whatever but yeah um that is the amazon studios has stepped their game up wholly especially during the pandemic so they've been putting out a lot of good work and a lot of good series and also movies so definitely would love to see what this is going to be it's going to be on prime video in 2022 so yeah we are we are um really back into movie swing even i told you guys movies aren't dead so yeah we are back into the swing of getting blockbusters and big name movies so yeah and honestly Mr. Mrs. Smith isn't an old it's it's an old movie time wise. Like as in when you think about it, that was like early to mid like early yeah, early two thousands. And it's like two thousand twenty now, but like it's not an old movie. Like if we were doing like a Die Hard or a Beverly Hills Cop two, I'm like, Yeah, that's a good reboot to make or that's a good thing to like re rehash or whatever, but like this is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I, I literally watched it like a couple of weeks ago. Like it's still fresh in my head, so I don't see it as an old movie that's going that needs a reboot or a remake. But this is a probably going to be a reimagining or a retelling of this same story because things like that are, are interesting. I would like to see how other things kind of play out or other ways that these um, two characters can interact with it. So yeah, or it may even be like 
the part where Mr. and Mrs. Smith meet each other. Oh, they always talk about it. We didn't, we didn't see it, see it. Like, we just saw, like, the whole marriage when it was kind of breaking down, going on apart, and then they kind of rekindled their love. But, yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a great friend franchise regardless so i'm super excited to see where they go with this so yeah all right what is up next on the docket um oh in other movie news and other casting news as well zawe ashton is casted as an undisclosed villain role in captain marvel 2 so um this is a very interesting choice for me I so I haven't seen much of her work. I had to actually like sit down, Google, and look her up. Or so she's actually rumored to be dating Dom, Tom Hiddleston. She is. Um, she met Tom on the on the set of one of her other movies called Betrayal, I believe. But yeah, they are <laughs> they are literally a thing, an item. But it was so funny because um, I believe one year Halloween, she actually went as Captain Marvel. For Halloween, Tom Hiddleston went as Daredevil and Charlie Cox went as Loki. It was lovely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm super excited to see how they cast her. There's a lot of speculation of what this undisclosed villain could be. Because there are a lot of Captain Marvel, like surprisingly, there are a lot of ways that they can go with this for Captain Marvel villain, Especially for Captain Marvel 2. And we're also probably going to be getting the um, emergence of Photon or Spectrum, i.e. I. Monica Rambeau. Because um, also, watch WandaVision Episode 6. Again, we're not going to talk about WandaVision until it's through. I think we got like eight episodes. But yeah, yeah. So we're thinking that she either could be a scroll queen. Um, she can be Moonstone. She can be the princess of the Shire Empire, which will also bring in the X-Men as well. Um, some people want her to be rogue. I, that's not my most, that's not my favorite speculative one because I don't, I don't think she would fit good as rogue rogue i don't know and it's not even that i love like the anna paquin um uh, uh the adaptation of rogue i just want to because that would be moving hella fast into mutants but yeah i would like to see her be either from the shiar empire no the shiar empire or as i said a super scroll or something like that to where we can kind of play off the stories that's already kind of out there because the scrolls were running for the Shi'ar Empire and we still haven't seen the Shi'ar Empire. We've seen um, the we've seen the scrolls, we've seen the Kree, but we haven't seen the Shi'ar, and that's one race that is highly tied in to Captain Marvel, the X Men, and all and a lot of other franchises such as like Fantastic Four things like that. So once we bring them in, we will probably be able to bring in a lot more things that we can play around with a lot more franchises that we're building up to. So I'm super excited to see where we go with that next. And again, she is a good casting choice. Like I said, I had to look her up and things like that, but like she has what it takes to pull off a villain role. And I, I very well see, see a, <laughs> in my, my heart, the Shi'ar empire princess in her, but that's just me. That's just me. All right, moving forward. This is a big, big thing for me right now. I, I had to um, hit up one of my homies when I first found it out. And he was like, oh, yeah, I already know. Oh, it's coming back. It's coming back. I said, what? So we are graced with the return 
Return of Milestone Comics. My God, I you guys go back into my um to my um archives or whatever. Not even archives. It's on the feed still. The Milestone Forever. We talked about everything Milestone Comics, their influence, their impact, and how they shaped black culture and comic books and just black culture in general we had a lot of good talks about it but now we are finally seeing the return of milestone comics the return to the dakota verse um i am super hyped to to know that they actually have um they actually have part brought in black artists and creators to actually design the characters, write the books, everything. Like it's, it's not just like they're just putting together a team. They actually went and took the time to sit down and like, all right, this is how we're going to do this shit. I'm super excited and super hyped for this to happen. Um, I discovered this because I was on Instagram and the artist, um, that is going to be doing, well, he did the comic design for, um, for static. He is Nicholas Draper Ivy. Yeah, yeah, Nicholas Draper Ivy, all one word on on Instagram. This design looks so fucking good. He did him, he did Static, and he did Francis. And he's like, he's thrilled to announce the return of Milestone, and that's going to be out this year, dog. This year. So, um, we are, we actually have the three names of the people that will be doing the return of milestone here. So it's um Dennis Cowan Art. It is the Nicholas Draper Ivy. And we also have um Marcus Draper as well. Those are the three that are gonna be working on this man. And this is really dope. And we have the dates for the first couple of comic books. So on February twenty sixth, Milestone Returns number zero will be released. And then on April twelfth the day before my birthday if you want to give me this comic please that would be lovely I'm just gonna put that out there so as an asmr subjective like hint i know but yeah on february on april 12th static number one will hit comic shows i'm super hyped i love the character designs if you guys want to go check those out on nicholas draper ivy's instagram you'll see static and you'll see francis the two big bads uh big badass characters that will be That'll be gracing our comic book pages in April, dog. It's going to be lit. I love this character design. I love the hoodie. I love everything about Static. Francis's fire looks it looks amazing. Just the way that they drew him, the way that they kind of give him that, like, bully swagger, but it'll modernize look. Like, oh. So, yeah, if you guys didn't grow up watching Static, you really should go back. I think it's on, um... I think it's on HBO Max. Go ahead and check to see where it's streaming. I'll definitely come back and let you guys know. Um, yeah, that is a big, big thing. I'm super happy and excited for it. We will definitely go ahead and um, keep you guys updated about the return of Milestone Comics. That'll probably be another episode, probably be another bonus or something like that. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll see. I'm definitely going to probably do a review of Milestone Returns number zero. So, yeah. Moving forward into more news, um, we're looking at something that really kind of upsets me. It upsets me because I'm happy that it's going to probably happen. I know it's going to happen. It needs to. It needs to happen. I need it to happen. HBO says that they are hopeful of a season two of Lovecraft Country as Misha Green and the writers plan out a new journey. The word that really upsets me is hopeful. With the amazing season that they pulled off with season one and how they ended it. 
there shouldn't be a hopeful. There should be a we are we know that season two is locked in coming out and we have a production date. Why are we hopeful that it's going to be? We know that it's going to come back. Like, just give us some time. I, I understand, but damn, don't tell me hopeful because that means they can be snatched away from any at any moment from me, and I don't like that. I don't like the uncertainty. So. Misha Green and a small team of writers are working out the next journey for the characters, including Letty, Montrose, and Hippolyta, and Jay. And it may look like, yeah, what it may look like. The series has not been officially renewed for a second season by HBO, but oh, but HBO content boss Casey Blouse is hopeful that it will return. <sighs> Y'all already taken away Insecure from me, so please give me back my Lovecraft Country, because by God, I need it. Like, the way that the last season ended, mwah, it's beautiful you we're already not getting watchmen so i need something to come back i need one of my black ass shows to come back because we're ending insecure with season five we don't have watchmen coming back out um um this may destroy me it's not coming back for a second season i thought it was a complete story i feel and like now you're telling me oh we're hopeful for just lovecraft country like no i sat and watched lovecraft country every freaking week and y'all need to give me back my hippolyta my montrose and my letty okay thank you thank you hbo that's all i have to say about that so moving into more news i told you, this is a this is a bit like a a stack docket this week y'all um, we have some shady news from um, from Entertainment Weekly. So Spike Lee did a um, interview with Entertainment Weekly this this like weekend, I believe. I think they put it out today or so. Um, it's about a um, yeah, they put it out today from when I'm recording this up, not like today Tuesday. He did an interview this weekend um, for you guys, and he literally. Um, was asked a few questions about his Oscar win for The Bad Bloods. He was asked about working with Chadwick Boseman. He talked about his past history with film and things like that. But then we got to a a very interesting question. They said, so, well, Entertainment Weekly, the interviewer says, so, you've done biopics, romances, heist films. Will we ever see a Spike Lee direct superhero flick? Oh, yeah, superhero flick. Some of your directing brethren have dismissed Marvel movies as not legit filmmaking. And Spike replied with, I'm nothing against Marvel. I actually grew up reading Spider-Man comic books. To me, DC Comics was always a little corny. And then that will reply by the interviewer says, oh, are you trying to get the Marvel and DC stands at each other's throats? He says, I'm just saying, it was always, I was always about Marvel. If the right opportunity comes across, I'm not campaigning for it, but I will consider it. That is a big thing. Um, the visionary tales of Spike Lee, like, do the right thing, school days, she's got to have it. Um, they're so black and so dope. Like, to have Spike Lee put his stamp on the Marvel Universe would be very interesting. And I I honestly know I would love to watch a a Spike Lee directed Marvel film, but I don't know. Honestly, I do know. I would love for Spike Lee to come in and write a blue Marvel film. 
He, I want him to direct it, write it, and direct it. Blue Marvel is one of those characters that we don't really get to play around with much. And honestly, he would be the perfect one to do because Blue Marvel's origin is him realize or is the reader realizing that he was actually erased from the Marvel Cinematic or the Marvel Universe itself. He grew too powerful, and his nemesis grew too powerful to where he had to literally be erased like they took every trace of him away from everybody like you don't remember him being a superhero don't remember him saving the universe don't remember saving the world like i would love to see that story play out because again he's honestly one of the more powerful most powerful superheroes to me i would love to see spike lee put his stamp on something like that and it, it fits with the era of writing that Spike Lee goes with some of the like old school kind of like Jim Crowish type stuff. And honestly, I would also love to see it modernized. How would we talk about that? If it wasn't like the, the sixties or seventies, but like the eighties or nineties. And I know it wouldn't be the two thousands. Cause again, that would be way too much. We should have just had him come pull out with Thanos. But again, this would explain a lot more because if we go back into the Marvel cinematic universe or the Marvel cinematic history, there have always been superpowered individuals. We just don't ever talk about them. So yeah, we, we, it'll be something interesting to see. But again, he's not campaigning for it, but that's what I would love to see Spike Lee do in the Marvel Universe. I would love to see him direct and possibly write a Blue Marvel movie. That's just my blurred opinion. Cool. All right. Gonna. I, w- I had this set up a different way, so I'm gonna um flip them because last one's pretty heavy and then we'll go to a break after that so next on the docket we have that the final season of the walking dead has begun to film walking dead has been kind of a thing for quite some time and like it's like supernatural you never thought it would die like it's been around for forever and it's been up it's been down it's been there it's been oh shit and like but it's always been there so hearing that they're in their final season and they finally started filming is just like a time bomb ready ticking 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 down to where it's going to be a wrap and that's going to be crazy i know we have like other spinoffs and stuff like that we have fear the walking dead the walking dead beyond but those are also done like they're filming the last second to last season of the walking dead beyond the walker or whatever whatever fuck it was called um and the fear of the walking dead is done i feel i think i want to say it's done I, I haven't seen anything new for it so yeah um this the walking dead franchise itself it's kind of like fizzling out fading away also like the Arrowverse. we're not going to talk about that this episode but keep that in your mind Arrowverse is kind of fading away we'll talk about it but yeah the walking dead was a nerd cultural phenomena and i am happy to say that I think they're doing the right thing by ending it and stop, like, kind of dragging it along. We have gotten into major filler territory at this point with The Walking Dead, and I want to see where they go next, storytelling-wise, narratively, to finish off the series. So, yeah, I'm super excited about that, and we hopefully will see something really amazing come at the end. So, yeah, we'll... (laughs) We'll keep you guys posted about that, especially if they have any twists, turns, or anything comes along before they wrap, okay? All right. Let's get into this last docket um, portion. So, 
there's been major controversy coming around um one like one big name director and it started way back in july so um josh whedon is under heavy fire this week heavy heavy fire so we all know or we all have been aware of the ray fisher controversy with with the director touting from his days on the justice league set and from the remarks that he's made um ray fisher has called out um josh whedon numerous times since july for his onset treatment of the cast and crew of justice league he said it was gross abusive unprofessional and completely unacceptable josh whedon has always been one of those (sighs) coveted directors he's done fucking firefly he did buffy he did uh, like he did a lot for nerds and he made a lot of great things he's always been like up there with like if you are a doctor who fan he's the american version of david moffat like he can do no wrong but he does and he's a person and he's flawed and he honestly needs to be held accountable for what we're hearing ray fisher has been going on since july with this and we had numerous of actors such as um Henry Cavell we've had um Jason Momoa and other actors from the Justice League set telling us that they stand with Ray and it came back such of a backlash from the studio that they removed Cyborg not only from his own film but also from the Flashpoint film he has been taken out of any major thing that has anything to do with upcoming um DCEU that moves forward from from what um josh whedon did or what they're trying to reboot of yeah they're not doing a cyborg film he's not going to be in flashpoint he will be in the snyder cut because Zack snyder also stands with ray fisher um it's very heartening and very sad to see that this is how someone who speaks up is treated about by the abuse and mistreatment that he has experienced and they're just like shut up get up out of here with that shit this is josh whedon and we don't we don't talk like that about josh whedon he is perfect he is god he's whedon and it took really till now for someone to speak out as well on behalf of josh um whedon not on behalf but on behalf of josh whedon's like abuse and mistreatment um again as i said he is known or what i originally discovered josh whedon was for buffy and um one of the actresses um charisma carpenter you may know her as cordelia from buffy and from angel um i don't believe josh whedon did angel so this is where we're kind of like yeah so cordelia or charisma she spoke out not too long ago earlier this week as well that she experienced the same abuse mistreatment unprofessionalism and she said that he josh whedon that being was very spiteful and he also fired her for getting pregnant um i believe she did get pregnant when the angel series i believe came around but she was fired or let go from the series and we really never really heard anything about why or so but she was let go she moved on but again now she's speaking out towards this because again we have to hold these people accountable no matter who they are as well now um this weekend michelle trenchberg she 
a Buffy's little sister at the time, she's speaking out that Josh Whedon was never allowed to be alone with her. And I'm brave enough now as a 35-year-old woman to repost Gallagher's statement or Michelle, Sarah Michelle Gallagher, who actually publicly rebuked Josh Whedon as well. That's Buffy herself, Sarah Michelle Gellar. She says, because this must be known. It must be known. And again, this is a very, very serious thing that we have to deal with because again these people are held to such a standard and such a touting um by the fandom and by everybody who loves and praises them that they have to be held accountable for their negative actions and how they affect people and people like ray fisher he may be blackballed from the industry just because he spoke up about how he was treated on um that one set of a major movie but if he has enough people behind him, rallying behind him, that won't happen. Back in the day, if you were the one to speak up, you were blackballed. Same thing that happened with um, the lead actress from from um, Sleepy Hollow. Remember her? She literally disappeared or they killed her off. And we were like, that's stupid. She's the reason why we tune in. Come to find out, she was horribly mistreated by the cast, the crew, and the director. She was made to jump through hoops that her co-star never had to experience. They both got un- unexplainably sick at the same time. And did he have to come and say, oh, oh I'm sick. I need need." I need to take a day off. He had he came and said that. They were like, all right, cool. Just go rest. She came and said the same thing. They made her prove from six or seven different doctors. And even then, after the doctor said she needed to go home and rest, made her still come in and work because they don't care. You're not what they want to – you're not the draw for them. But you're an expendable cost because she – she literally had to step back and step down because she could not go any further physically. That's another thing we'll talk about another day. I'll definitely go into that a little bit more to probably enjoy an orgasm. But the treatment of actors and actresses on set by these directors, cast, and crew, we do need to have a deeper in-depth discussion about things of that nature. So, yeah, that'll probably be a nerdgasm for another day. But I'm going to go ahead and at this point take a break. Go ahead, um, give you guys a little quick, quick second to kind of regroup or so, and then we'll come back and get into our official orgasm today, Black Beyond February. So, yeah, catch you when we get back. block thank you guys for kicking it with me here on the block this week so wanted to get into a topic that i um i don't think we discuss enough we talk about it on the internet but like again like the more you speak about it the more relevant and more people hear about it so i think it's a topic that i would like to kind of keep that narrative going so 
I was kind of racking my head about what to talk about t- this episode or this week, and I was going to do something that was a little bit different. Um, it's it's still like you know how I get on my rants and my little soapbox shit. So <laughs> I want to talk about how we do celebrate all the dopeness that is black culture, black history, and black nerddom throughout this holiday or this month or so, February. But we are. And we will always remain black beyond February. I wanted to originally come on and talk about 28 Days of Black Cosplay. But then I was like, why should I just limit it to black cosplay? Because here's, hear me out. Love cosplay. And I was around when the movement of 28 Days of Black Cosplay started. Like, it's not old. It's still relatively new. For, it's a baby. It's not, I don't even think it's... I want to say I don't even think it's five years old or something like that, but probably it's like five or six years old or whatever. I think we started about like 2015, 2016-ish. But, um, yeah, like, my God, like, 28 Days of Black Cosplay was our middle finger to the the bullshit all over the internet, the, the, the constant down-talking of cosplayers who don't happen to be lily white skin. Not, not to say anything bad about white cosplayers and non-black cosplayers, like, there was no attention paid at all to black or brown cosplayers because the melanin within our skin was always seen as like, oh, inaccurate. Or there are people who, who actually look like um, look like y'all in anime. Why y'all keep doing these anime characters or whatever? But their, their narrative has now shifted to where we celebrate and we, we basically give praise and honor to everything that is like dope with us like blurts are, are something that is a very coveted thing within our culture within our nerd space and being a blurred is something that a lot of people take very very to heart um let's start off first with black cosplay on um, 28 days of black cosplay because there was a time like literally there was not even that long ago where black cosplayers weren't getting features. They weren't getting spotlight interviews. They weren't even given like the time of day by any of these cosplay outlets, such as like cosplay magazine and all these blogs and things like that. So there was a group of people, not even a group of people. There was a, 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 a insurgence of just, Hey, if they don't do it, let's just do it for ourselves. Um, Bobo's Lock was one of the first people to like notice that trend or so. And we actually did on our blog, um, cosplayers in color. And that was the thing that I wanted to do to just highlight my friends. Like, cause I know a, a lot of black cosplayers and I know a lot of people who were, um, not given the chance to shine and be seen as they were like people like Kali, um, Kali Nako and now her name is Shelanin, but back in the day we did a interview with her. She was still otaku scum cosplay. Um, we did Ronnie rocket. We've done, um, chocolate energy cosplay. We've done, um, who else we, we've done? We've done, a, I'm sorry, not Ronnie, like a wreck it, Ronnie, two different totally cosplayers. But yeah. I'm thinking of somebody else. We, we done wreck it, wreck it, Ronnie. Um, we've done, a lot of people who didn't get the recognition or shine that they deserve. So we were like, Hey, I'm going to give them a spot to where we will interview you guys and get you guys. So I got kind of like at least a little bit of exposure that we have. Like we weren't the biggest blog out there, but we were, we were willing to at least let people that we know have the spotlight in that space. Cause I love uplifting black and brown creators, man. I I'm doing it now in my creators of color, creators in color series, like creators in color will be a predominant black and brown, um, 
interview space for me to talk with people that I love and people that I follow and people that I know. And like, it's a place for me to get these people the the recognition that I feel that they deserve the flowers that they need before anybody ever ever like <laughs> ever tells them that they're they're not worthy. They are all worthy. Like Twenty Eight Days of Black Cosplay is such a lovely movement to me because it's literally our friends, our family gassing each other up. My God, there's so many cosplayers that I can can just like say or tag right now. I'll put them probably in the description. Like people like King Kitsu, um, people like um crystal black crystal cosplay um of course like i said shellanin cosplay paper doll cosplay um you have people like tiberon <laughs> yeah tiberon cosplay we also did an interview with her back in the day like that's my little sister like oh my god like these people i feel are i i know them like i i i want you to know them because i know they're dope why don't you see that they're dope? Here's their dopeness in front of you. And that's the thing that we do with our artists and our, our musicians and our everything around this time of the year. But it needs to extend further. I, I love that we big up black creators, black-owned businesses, black-owned products, everything like that in February. But we are black beyond February. Those storefronts are still there in March, April, May, June, July, August, September, November, December. Those artists are still there taking commissions every single time they open them. Those musicians still need their songs streamed and played. They need the recognition and the the people out there listening to them. They have a voice. They they need that platform to do so. And I want to be able to provide a, a platform such as that. So if you guys definitely have music, have art, have anything that you want to share with me, do it. I will put you on like put you on a pedestal. Like you guys are so amazing. You don't realize it. And like I know it's a lot of people who come through and they'll they'll be in your comments and telling you you ain't shit, you just black or whatever like because that shit is still out there. That is astonishing that in 2021 that we're still dealing with people coming into somebody's comments and saying that they're ugly they're they're fat or they this or they're that and they're, oh you're just a black person you shouldn't be doing this because your skin doesn't match the color of that that's fictional character and like oh i don't think you ever blah blah blah, blah, blah. i don't think you really watch anime i don't think you really watch um comic book movies or read comics over like this shit needs to stop the gatekeeping the the, the bullying the cyber racism like it's still prevalent to this day and we as a community we try to tackle it as much as we can we try to be there for each other as much as we can but it's so much like we need <laughs> we just need people on like on our side and on our platforms to just get rid of these fuckers who are just out here spewing this hatred and nonsense and bullshit onto these people who are so talented and honestly if they were to ever try to do anything that they can do they wouldn't be able to accomplish that shit because you know why they're not even talented to begin with they love to just tear down people and make them feel like shit but they actually have no talent of their own I may get backlash for this, but I don't care. Like, I know that I can get behind this mic and captivate you and literally have you listening to what I'm saying because I built that rapport with you. I have something that I have the gift of gab, as they say. I have the ability to talk upon any subject that I'm very passionate about for numerous of hours at a time. It's nauseating at times. My God, how do y'all listen to me? I don't know, but I love that you do. Please keep listening. But um, I don't care about anything I get for flack for saying this because 
these people are amazing. I will link down a lot of the cosplayers and a lot of the artists that I love and follow on Instagram and Twitter because you guys deserve to know them. I definitely will link in my favorite content creators such as Fantastic Frankie, Cheyenne the Geek, um, such as Keats Did It. Like these people are out here doing it, and there's no, there's no even like place that I can be like oh they're my competition no I want to work with each every single one of you y'all are so amazing I want to interview you I want to give you guys spotlights I want to put you up on billboards like you are all dope there's no reason why we should ever be competing against each other in the blurred and nerd space because we are all the same we are out here for each other and I want you guys to remember that that once February 28th hits and March 1st starts we are still black we are still here we are still creating we are still giving you every single thing that we have every single time you see a post a podcast a tweet when you see a video you see a TikTok you see everything that we put out on the line we put our art on the line we put our hearts on the line we put everything that we have for you for you, we are black beyond February. And there's nothing that will change that. There's no day on the calendar that will be like, oh, you're not black this day. No, I am black 365 days of the week. And just because we have a history month that celebrates it, I am also making history every day that I wake up, every time that I get behind this mic, every time that you see a post or anything that we've done, we are actively making history. There's nobody out here who's doing it like black and brown nerds from people like people like myself to Priya Chiti to to um Lanisha from um from Lanisha but why though also fucking um um like again there's so many in my head I'm just trying to like there's so many people out here reach out to a black and brown nerd and say what's up like we're out in these streets like blur without fear he's out here doing it um grandmaster facts that is out here doing like there are so many people that i have interacted and touched or whatever that i know that are so dope and that you should know as well i'm going to try my best to get to every single dope color creator that i can but there are also going to be some work that you're on your hand there are so many cosplayers that you can go up and big up you have so many patreons that you can go follow and and get, give like love and direct money to like there are so many kickstarters so many gofundmes there are so many people that you can know there are so many industries that we touch on a daily basis as black and brown nerds it's bananas like you just don't understand how big the community is. I used to always make a joke that, damn, I wish I would have found um, all these people that I did on Twitter and Facebook when I was in eighth grade. I wouldn't have felt so alone. But that's true. It's a joke, but it comes from my actual experience. Like I had my small little crew, but if I had the, the confidence of these people that who are all now out here being blurs, being dope, being amazing behind me as well, I would have been started podcasting. I would have been started my own brand and things like that. I understand that there is a space that is needed within this community that we need to showcase people of our same ilk and our same skin folk. Like I always look around and I, I say that I'm in my little bubble of blackness because like I've surrounded myself with so many amazing content creators that are all black or brown. 
And not to say again, I say anything to to my content creators who are non-black. I love you guys as well. I love um, who won this week. I love um, the pull list, the Wednesday pull list people who just follow me as well. Like you guys are dope as fuck. I love um, I love all of my people at the Short Box Podcast who are not brown or black. Um, I love I love everybody, man. Like it's, it's just so it's just so frustrating to know that that. Brands and and marketing companies will only reach out to us when we are coming up on those particular days of the year. Like you're coming up on Black History Month, coming up on Juneteenth, coming up on like little Martin Luther King Day stuff. Like they're reaching out to us because they know this is the vibe or this is the aesthetic for this month. Like I have a shirt that was made by a black owned company, Ant Designs, that says I'm black every day. But this month I'm blackity black black black, and, <laughs> and yeah, man, like it's you are like I'm blackity black 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 this month because that's what they see. Like, I love to celebrate my culture. I love to celebrate my heritage. Love to celebrate what we have learned from everything that has happened to black and brown people, and from the things that we have been given to us as a culture. But I also have to acknowledge that again. It don't stop once we hit once we hit March first. I'm still black on St. Patrick's Day. I'm still black on Fourth of July. I'm still black on Labor Day, President's Day, Arbor Day, all those shits. So I'm still black and I'm still out here creating content. Don't just limit yourself to only supporting black and brown people during February. Do it every single day. McDonald's had a had a um <laughs> a very, very I would say not annoying, but like you know who they was trying to reach with it. It's called Black Three Sixty Five, but honestly, it's the the message that needs to be out there. Black Three Sixty Five is a movement that McDonald's started, but it's kind of it's kind of grown into something of its own ilk. Like it's it's a thing that we need to constantly drive into your head that we are black three hundred sixty five days a week, um, sixty five days a year. <laughs> There's not three hundred sixty five days in a week. I'm sorry again, brain fog. But yeah, like we have got to be able to set ourselves up to where we are able to experience blackness and not just be like oh well true i don't know if it's okay like i looked at my stats today and i saw people listening to me in india india what is happening like i enjoy that you sit here and listen to me rant and babble i'm a black kid from florida who is just giving my all and my passion and my soul out on this mic and i'm being listened to people thousands of miles away and that is where i say blackness matters no matter what day it is black is beyond being in february and I want to thank you guys, honestly, for sitting here and chilling with me. So um, I didn't even say it at the top of the hour. Um, this podcast is sponsored by my Patreon. <laughs> of course, you guys know Patreon is where I, you can do the most good for this podcast. It is where you guys can get all the bonus content. And it's all where you can um, get um, much more, such as Kicking It, my Patreon-exclusive podcast for my followers there. And there are many tiers that are available on Patreon, starting from a dollar all the way up to $3,000. And, and when you hit the $3,000 tier, you just get a babo. Because if you're paying me $3,000 a month, might as well marry you. 
<laughs> you can go over and find out my Patreon information by heading over to patreon.com forward slash Bobbo. That's pa- patreon.com forward slash B-O-B-B-O. That is, again, where you can do the most good and the most help for this podcast. Um, as well, you can find me wherever you stalk your ex on um, social media, especially you guys. Have, it was Valentine's Day. I know y'all did a lot of um, Finsta stalking on your ex. Um you can find me at Bobo FNN on Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me at the Friendly Neighborhood Nerd Bobo on Facebook. Check out my website, the Bobo FNN, for any services or anything that you guys may need from me. And also head up the Bobo's Blog website, bobosblock.com. Uh, sorry, bobblesblock.wordpress.com for the blog. I know it's, <laughs> I haven't updated in a minute, but go ahead and still check out the stuff that's on there. It's really good blog content and literally good material. I may be getting back into blog writing again, so that's why I'm trying to get it into your head, kind of put it into your little bug in your ear, like, hey guys, I'm coming back to the blog. I'm getting my writing chops back in. So yeah, go ahead and check out bobblesblock.wordpress.com. And we have a lot more stuff coming up. Of course, check out Wonderground Media Network. This is a production of Wonderground Media. You guys can find me and the rest of the network at wondergroundpod.podomatic.com. That is, again, wondergroundpod.podomatic.com. Wonderground is spelled W-U-N-D-E-R-G-R-O-U-N-D. Again, wondergroundpod.podomatic.com. Um... This has been a it's been a tremendous uh, tremendous episode for me. Um, again, I'm I'm working on my consistency. Um, I'm really excited to see more that I'm doing. I again, I'm not in the best mental space, so you guys check up on your friendly neighborhood nerd and make sure that I'm one getting behind this mic and two make sure that I'm taking care of myself. I know. It's weird to ask that of you, but like again, just hit me up in my DMs at BoboFNN dot um at um Instagram or Twitter or just hit me up in the comments below. Just be like, Hey, just wanted to see how you're doing, blah blah blah. I'll respond. Trust me, I get all the comments and everything like that. Thank you guys for everything that you have given me for listenership and followings and things like that. I'm almost like honestly, it's weird. I'm almost at a thousand followers on Twitter. I've been on Twitter for fucking ever, but I've never hit a thousand followers. You guys have really been um showing me love and support. I do appreciate that. Um, I believe I'm at like thirteen hundred followers on Instagram. I'm gonna just double check that just for you guys, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm at um. Yeah, man, 1308. Thank you guys for the 1300 followers. Again, you guys don't understand how much it means to me. Like, people actually are out here listening and, like, checking up on the on the um, website and checking up on the, the blog and stuff like that and checking up on the podcast. It's really dope to see that. And I'm very happy that I do have this platform 365 days of the year. Like, you guys, we are a community as a whole, and we give back to each other by supporting what we do together. So, of course, always hit me up if you have new stuff. Hit me up if you have old stuff that you want me to check out. I appreciate every podcast that reaches out to me. I appreciate every um, influencer that comes to me. Like, hey, can you check this out for me real quick? I have something. Can you retweet it? Yeah, I'm always down for that. Like, I'm never going to, like, turn anybody away for that stuff. So, definitely hit me up let me know what you got going on i will be receptive to it and like i said if if it's dope i'm definitely gonna probably come back with like hey can i get an interview or hey can i get like a little place to put you up on a pedestal so yeah um thank you guys once again don't forget to check me out in the link below on the 
Twitch account of Pro Wrestling Vision. I have that match coming up on February 18th. And like I said, I'll keep you updated on any other events and stuff I have going. So, yeah. That has been it for Bobo's Block, man. See you guys next time I get behind this mic, all right? Peace.